everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is I'll Always Love Me More, and I'm your host, of course, Jamie, and I am celebrating my birthday this week. I love my birthday. I've probably said it before in other podcasts or other episodes of this podcast, and it is just such a special day. Well, special week, special month. And then my best friend's birthday is six days after mine. So it then goes into her birthday as well. And so we just keep celebrating. Honestly, I love my birthday. Anybody who knows me knows that I love my birthday. I took this whole week off just so that I could spend it with my dog and so that I could actually get more episodes going because I'm really enjoying recording. So... What I have for today is a list of what my ideal partner looks like. Now, you're probably going to wonder why all of a sudden I'm doing this. Well, your girl is officially single and I want to only get into one more relationship in my life. And this will be the relationship that is going to end relationships for me and it is going to lead into marriage. And so unless it is that, you won't be finding me in anything, even remotely close, if it's not my ideal partner. And so to get that, we need to start manifesting that. We need to start knowing what we're looking for, because if we don't have boundaries and we don't have things that we want and things that are red flags to us, then we will settle for anything that comes our way. And I have learned over the years and all of the relationships that I have been in already and I've learned through therapy that I probably took on any person who would show me interest in the past and that's not what I want. I'm focusing more on what I want and not what other people want of me. It doesn't matter how people feel about me, it's about how I feel about them and when my therapist said that to me, that kind of really made me look at things differently because I always want love. I always want from other people, but I can't get that from other people if I'm not focused on what I want and am I getting what I want. I can't take breadcrumbs anymore. And so this is what we're going to do today. So let's get started. First, we have to make a list And we have to go back to it often so that it's constantly in the forefront of our brains. We could also make a vision board of all of the things that we want and hang it on our wall or somewhere where we'll look at it consistently. So again, we're constantly looking at it and constantly thinking about it. And then the other part that is probably the most important out of all of this is manifesting it. You have to manifest it. For manifestations to actually work, you have to believe that you already have it. And I think that's one thing that people don't do. And then they get very disappointed when the things that they want don't actually come. It's just like winning the lottery. If you buy tickets and you're like, oh, I'm one of 60 million people buying a ticket. There's absolutely no way that I'm going to win tonight. Guess what? You're never going to win. But if you buy the ticket and you're like, this is my time, I truly feel it, you actually envision all of the things that you will do with the money, 
then your chances of winning are very high. Maybe it won't be that day, but then you just keep manifesting it and it will eventually come. And so we're going to put that into our list and we're going to find our ideal partner. This will obviously look different for every single person because we all have different needs and different wants in relationships. And if you aren't single and you're in a relationship already, this will be a good tool to see how many of the things on your list your partner has and what things that can be improved upon. So I kind of put it into different categories. I have the biggest part of it, which is my must-haves, my non-negotiables. And then I have a couple things that are negotiable that I don't care either way, but definitely something to talk about and have conversations openly about. I then put down a list of red flags and that's really important because I'm kind of one of those people that see red flags and jump over them thinking that those are things that could possibly change in a relationship or in a person. But you cannot, and I will repeat it again, you cannot ever change a person. We are exactly who we are. And other than growth, we will change. But our actual character will never change. We are who we are. And so we have to start recognizing that if a person isn't good to us or isn't good for us, then it's just not the relationship for us. And so I have a list of those. And then I have a list of boundaries. And these are all things that I have gone over in therapy already. And so it has helped me a lot. And it is probably what led to my last breakup, even though I don't know if it was a breakup, it was a situation ship, but either way, it's over and a situation ship is not my ideal partner. So that is how I knew that that had to end. Okay, so let's go back. Let's start with the non-negotiables. Number one is a sense of humor. I am the funniest person in the world. I actually would be really good at stand-up comedy. All of my patients love how funny I am and I actually make it a little bit more of a comfortable experience with their dental because I joke with them the whole hour and it's amazing. I need somebody who can reciprocate that and someone who can, you know, make jokes with me, laugh with me, think things are funny in the right situations, of course. And that also goes into the fact of I want somebody who will be my best friend. And so if we get that about each other and we can joke and go back and forth, then that will just be fun. I like to have fun. I want to have fun. Of course, there are times where things will be serious, but a sense of humor and being my best friend is so high on the list. Next, we have intelligence. I can't stress enough how much I think men that are very smart are so sexy to me. If you can talk intelligently to me and know also when to turn that off, hot, very hot. That goes with spelling 
English, just in general, I love that. Next thing on the list, this is something I actually learned about myself through past relationships. I love a man who is calm because I've had a lot of people who are very aggressive and people that kind of fly off the handle when I speak, regardless of what it is that I'm saying, whether it's big or small. And then I get fearful of actually expressing myself in the future. And then I kind of dim myself down because I fear their reaction. So I never want that again. I love a calm man. I love being able to just say whatever is on my mind and them listen to me and sometimes not even respond, but just sit there and listen to me. It really makes me feel safe and heard and that's really important to me. That also goes into the next thing, which a great communicator is so important. I have been in so many relationships where I have carried the whole relationship because I was with somebody who didn't know how to communicate. I actually have been with somebody recently who thought that I kind of was telepathic and could read their mind and thought that they didn't have to respond to me because I just would know things, which doesn't make any sense because how would I know if you don't say it? And I just need somebody who is good at communicating, good at communicating the good things, the bad things, their needs, their wants, you know, just sitting down and having conversations. That's really important to me. Someone who has a career and stuff going for him, but, big but, that's not the only thing they care about. I don't know why or how, but I seem to find men on opposite sides of the spectrum. Whether they have no job or pretend they have a job until I find out that they don't. Or someone who is all about their work, all about their money, and doesn't have any time for me. And so I need somebody who has personal goals and has a job that they really are invested into but also knows when it's time to leave work at work and come home and have a real life. Because without that, I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, the next one. After being in the situation I was just in, this is probably very, very high, if not the first thing on my list. Somebody who actually wants a relationship. I can say this so many different ways, but it all comes back to the same thing. I don't care if you tell me you love me. If you don't want to be my boyfriend or my future husband, that does not matter. And those words mean absolutely nothing to me. I want someone who wants the commitment with me who wants to build something with me, who is in it with me, who is scared to lose me, who actually wants to put in the work like I do because I know what I bring to the table. And so if somebody just wants to see where things go or I get this one a lot too, let's just take it slow, 
No. You want to be with me in a relationship or you don't? It's a yes or no and it's very simple to answer that question. Um, The next thing we've kind of hit on already a little bit, but time. Time, time, time. I need you to make time for me. Spending quality time together. Time where we can just be in each other's presence and do things together. Or even if we're not doing anything, laying on the couch together, doing nothing but spending it together. It means a lot to me. And I need undivided attention in a relationship. So that means even if we're together, but you're spending all of your time on your phone, that is not time spent. You could live with me and spend 24 hours out of the day with me, but if you are on your phone constantly or other people are constantly in your head or in your aura and you have all these different energies, that's not undivided attention. I want somebody who wants to be with me and wants to spend time with me and makes me feel like I am the most beautiful woman in the entire world all of the time. Without that, I don't want any part in that relationship. The next thing also is big one. I mean, all of these are big for me, to be honest, but emotionally intelligent and emotional intimacy because they're different, but they go into the same thing. Someone who can connect with you, who can sit there and empathize with your emotions and reciprocate emotions. And that creates such a strong bond in a relationship. And for me personally, that is what sets apart your friendships, your family relationships, and your romantic relationships is that emotional intimacy that you can only give to somebody with being vulnerable. You have to be willing to let down your walls and, you know, say some things that might be uncomfortable, express your fears, express things that maybe you're not so good at, but trusting that that is stayed within a secret in your relationship and held on by only you two. I think that is such a beautiful thing when two souls can create that bond. Now, the next thing is accountability. Someone who knows when and how to say sorry. Because I do. Trust me, I'm not a person that says sorry a lot of the time in most of my relationships, I'm speaking friendships and family relationships because, you know, if I don't need to say sorry, I won't, (laughs) but I know when I have to, and I am not afraid of doing it either. And in relationships, I probably give too much and I say it too much and I always assume things are my fault too much of the time. So I know when to say it, but I also need somebody who will be accountable for their own actions and also say it when they need to. The next thing on the list, I have wanted forever since I was a child. And this is because of my dad, the most amazing man in the world. 
chivalry. My dad is an older dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's 80. This year he'll be 81. And I would truly like to believe that chivalry is not dead. But unfortunately, the men in this era are proving me wrong. So if there is a man out there who is still chivalrous, please, please let me know where you are because I love that. Someone who cares about you and it could be big things and it could be small things. I'll tell you a little story. So... I've spoken about my parents' relationship and their marriage and how they've been together since Nam, basically. And my dad has always driven my mom around everywhere. My mom has actually never had a driver's license because she's never needed one. My dad's always been there for her. My dad opens the car door for her. My dad always will unlock a door and allow her in before he does. He'll always let her walk up the stairs before him. You know, pulling out a chair here and there would be nice. Sending flowers just to know that you're thinking about me. It's little things like that that are so important. You know, a lot of men say these days that women want gifts and they want men to give and give and give. And that might be true. But I'm not like that. I just want to know that you're thinking of me. So whether it's a handwritten note or flowers or, okay, it could be something huge and expensive, but it's never about the dollar amount. It's the fact that you actually care about me. That's all that those things show is that I'm your woman and you care and you want to see a smile on my face. So the next one. Sexual chemistry. It has to be there. But it can't be the only thing either. And I find, again, in my past relationships, it's one way or the other. Either we have great sexual chemistry or we don't have any at all. But that also ties into what did I say earlier about emotional intelligence and emotional intimacy Because if your emotional intimacy is there and you have that bond, your sexual chemistry will be so much greater. You know, there are people that want to have sex because they enjoy having sex. There's people that are poly. There's people that do all of that stuff, which is great for them. But that's never been me. I am very monogamous. I want to create that bond with somebody And it has to be a whole whirlwind of an experience for me for it to work. If not, I don't want it. The next thing on the list is something that I have strived to have for some time now. And it was very apparent to me in the last connection that I had. Because this was something that he just never did for me. I want someone who shows up for me, someone who will be there for big things, someone who will be there for me for my birthday because they know it's something that means something to me. You know, I actually recently within the past six months had to get a biopsy 
and I am a very independent person. I always have been. I've always done everything for myself. And so sometimes my mind doesn't think the right way. So I go to this clinic and I'm sitting there waiting for a biopsy and you just get local anesthetic, which is freezing. So you can drive yourself there and back. There's no general anesthetic. You don't get put under, so you're not sedated or anything. So you can drive and you're fine after. But I noticed when I was in the waiting room that every single other person that was there had their spouse with them for support. And I think that the girls that were doing it kind of like were surprised that I didn't have anyone there with me to do that and that I was alone. And it really got me thinking like this is something that is huge in my life. And the person that I care about the most didn't even care to be here. Didn't even want to be here. Didn't even ask. So I will never, ever allow that again. Someone has to show up. Big things, small things, it doesn't matter. They have to show up. They have to respect me. I will tell you a little story about something that happened in a past relationship. So I was with this man and we lived together and his dad was very involved in our lives, which was great. We got along. I didn't have anything against his dad at all. Um, But his dad had a key to our house and his dad did not have any boundaries and he would show up unannounced all of the time. Well, I'm somebody that walks around my house naked a lot. (laughs) So for me, it was really uncomfortable that his dad would just show up unannounced because I never want to be put in a position where he opens the door and I'm butt naked in front of him. I would literally have to kill myself because I would be so embarrassed. And so I brought that up to my boyfriend at the time and kind of told him how uncomfortable that made me. And I just said, like, I don't feel respected. You know, this is our place and that is a boundary crossed for me. And this man's response to me was, and I kid you not, These words are actually like cauterized in my brain. He said, Jamie, I will never respect you. This is what it is. You either put up with it or you leave. I moved out the next day. I never spoke to him again. And that was that. Because respect is so important to me. But again, like I said, being heard is also very important to me. So I knew right then and there that that was not the relationship for me. It was just very disrespectful. The next thing is personal growth. We have to be able to push each other to consistently get better. Because again, you have to have personal goals. But also, they have to align and we have to be able to grow together. People are not meant to be the same people from the time that they are born to the time that they die. Life is long and complicated and this world throws curveballs at every chance that it gets. So you have to change. You're constantly changing. And for a relationship to work, you always have to constantly be changing together, growing together. 
understanding what the other person needs and you know it's a push and pull sometimes you have to give more and sometimes your person has to give more and it's a balance and so you have to constantly grow together the next one is something that is so important I didn't even know that I needed this or wanted this until the last couple of years and this I can say was thanks to the person that I just was dating because he showed up this way in so many ways and now it is a quality that I cannot live without. I need a man who wants to lead because I need to trust them. I need to trust that their decision-making skills are strong enough that they can make decisions and plans for us that'll be in not just their best interest, but our best interest as a couple. Men always say they want a submissive woman. They want someone who will be there for them, who will be their backbone, who will be their emotional side, which is all great. But you have to create a safe space for a woman to actually be submissive. And I think that's the part that most men miss. And again, that goes into chivalry. But I have to trust that you will make great decisions for me so that I don't have to. I have to trust that everything you're going to do is right and will be better or the same of what I would do for myself. And if that is there and that safe space is created, then I can be as submissive as you want me to be because you take on all of the stress that I won't need to anymore. I won't need to be an independent woman. And you know what? There are a lot of independent women out there, but it's all situational. And for men that don't know that, this is true. Women that are independent, women that are very strong, it's because they've always had to be not because they've wanted to be. And so if you create a safe enough space for them to actually just relax and let you lead, they will. Okay, so the last thing on this list of non-negotiables is therapy. You don't have to be in therapy, although I believe everybody needs therapy, but you have to be accepting of therapy. A lot of men specifically are scared of it They don't believe in it. They don't understand it. They don't know how it works. They think that if you are in therapy that you're crazy and that you have issues. And therapy is really just about bettering yourself, understanding yourself better and learning things that, you know, you might not have learned when you were growing up. We can't all be perfect all of the time. There are things that we need to improve upon and our therapists hold us accountable, really. And so if a man isn't in therapy, they have to be understanding that I am and that they're open to speaking about it. And really, that's all that I ask. So the next list was the negotiable things, things that I wouldn't mind going either way on. Um, Looks. I mean, I have to be physically attracted to you, but if everything else on that other list of non-negotiables is there, the way you look is not that big of a deal. And it's funny because I've been watching the newest season of Love is Blind and all of the men on this season, they are so narcissistic. 
it is very hard to watch this season after going through all of the therapy that I have. Um, and it's funny because they're all on this show because they say looks don't matter and they want to find somebody who actually holds the qualities that they need in a partner. And when they find somebody who does hold those qualities, they're so in love and then they look at them and all of a sudden they're not in love anymore. And that's not me. I will take everything on the list of qualities that I need before I would take on looks. Um, The next thing on the list is depending on our love languages and our daily lives and our daily schedules and our work, the things that I said above can alter in some way. Like for instance, time spent. I said that was very important to me, but if I'm in a relationship with somebody who travels for work or lives in a different city, I might not see them as much, but the time spent has to be quality time. And so that's what I mean, depending on love languages, depending on what either of us needs, that can change a little bit. The other thing that is a negotiable is kids. Um, I grew up never wanting kids ever. And then all of a sudden one day I decided that I did. But then some situations happen in past relationships that made me go back to not wanting kids. And now I don't know where I fall on that. I don't know if I want them. I don't know if I do or don't. But it's definitely something that could go either way for me depending on what my partner wants. So is how much time spent with family. If they're very family oriented, then I wouldn't mind spending more time with them. But personally, I don't really care to do that. And traveling. I mean, I like traveling, but if they don't like it, we could compromise on that too. And again, those are things that we could talk about and it wouldn't be such a big deal. Okay, so I told you that was a very short list. So now we're going to go to the next one, which is my red flags. And boy, oh boy, I have a lot. I also have a list of icks, but we're not going to do that one today because it's just too much. So I think a lot of these speak for themselves. I will give clarity where I need to, but I don't think I will need to a lot of the time. So words without actions, very red flag. Again, you can tell me you love me as much as you want. If it's just the words and there are no actions to prove to me that you do, doesn't mean anything to me. Lying is a red flag. Giving affection only on your terms is a huge red flag because I am emotional. I'm an emotional being. I'm probably more emotional than any person you've ever met. And so when I need to be held, I need to be held. And that's it. Sometimes that's all I need. And if you give that to me, it would make my life so much easier and so much better. And I have been with people that wouldn't do it when I needed it and would only offer it when they wanted to. And that's not working for me. It won't ever work for me. Making me feel invisible. 
this, this is the biggest thing on all of the lists of everything that I'm going to speak about today. I have always found people in my life that make me feel invisible and unseen. So I will never, ever let that happen again. Cheating is a red flag. Name calling is a red flag. Aggression. Addictions of any kind. It could be substances. It could be alcohol. It could be social media. It could be working. It could be anything. I don't want an addiction. I don't have an addictive personality to anything. And so that just wouldn't fly with me. And to to go with that, a man who follows naked girls or girls that have OnlyFans accounts on Instagram, men that flirt with other girls on Instagram, men that like other girls' pictures while they're in a relationship, that is just super disgusting to me and it turns me off more than anything else. Um, Selfishness. People that can't spell my name right or remember my birthday. And that has happened to me so much. And it's really not that hard when my name is written everywhere. It's ridiculous, but that's just me. Hitting on my friends. Oh, yeah, that's happened. Sometimes right in front of me. It's embarrassing. Poor hygiene. If you don't floss your teeth. (laughs) And we will go over that in an episode of its own in the future. Trust me. But poor hygiene is just a huge red flag for me. You don't care about yourself. And if you don't care about yourself, there is no way you're going to care about me. Someone who lives with his parents as a grown adult. I understand that the economy is what it is and that life is tough right now and there's a lot going on. But if you have never, ever experienced life outside of your parents' house, you A, don't know who you are as a person. B, you've never actually grown up to be able to take care of yourself financially or otherwise. Because let's be honest, your mom is still doing your laundry and cooking for you. And that's just not going to work with me. Because if you can't take care of yourself you can't take care of me. And if I can take care of myself better than you can take care of me, then I don't need you. And last but not least, trying to get to know me sexually before you get to know who I am. It's a huge turnoff for me. It's a huge red flag. And honestly, the conversation will just end there and you'll probably never hear from me again. Um, So that ends that list. The next one was boundaries. So this one I did go over with my therapist and we kind of created this together and this is in kind of two parts, boundaries and what will I do instead if that person does, you know, push against my boundaries or not listen to my boundaries. So number one is I will not tolerate cheating. This is huge for me because I have been cheated on in every relationship that I've ever been in, every single one, probably multiple times, probably way more than I ever knew about. And in my head, when I was younger, cheating was not the end of a relationship for me. 
so many people will get cheated on and the relationship is done and they leave. That's healthy. But I was never healthy before. I would just internalize how that made me feel and I would try to work through it. And even though it was never my mistake to fix, I always tried to fix the situation or the person and that's not good. So I won't tolerate that anymore. It will be the end of every relationship. I will not allow anyone to ignore me. We've spoken about that. I will not dumb myself down for anyone. And that is so important for me because I have always done that. I will not let a man take advantage of me financially. I won't give people as many chances as I have in the past. People don't get repeats on ruining my life and doing harmful things to me. They're just going to be completely ends to relationships. I won't allow anyone to harden me and take away my kindness because I am a kind person and I am soft-hearted and I love that about myself and I will allow it to thrive all of the time. And I won't ever be in a relationship where I can't communicate my feelings. That is so important to me as well. So that was the list of boundaries. And these are the things that I will do instead of trying to just keep unhealthy patterns going. I will recognize unfaithfulness as an immediate end to a relationship. I will walk away from any situation where I feel invisible instead of constantly trying harder to get attention. There is a man out there who will give me attention because he wants to, not because I beg for it. And that is the man that is going to be my future husband. And there's no doubt about that. That exists. And that's what I'm going to find. I will always be my authentic self in intelligence, humor, and kindness. I will live for me and I will help out people only when I want to and when it's beneficial for me. I will have a conversation once and let them know what I need differently from them and that I will not tolerate any of that again. So there will be second chances for things that are minor as long as they hear what I say and they change their behaviors. And if not, that will be an immediate end to a relationship as well. And I will love honestly, express myself however I need to, and know that I deserve to speak freely and be heard. And if the person can't match me in that, then again, they are not my future husband. So that concludes all of my lists. And I hope that you made your own or will make your own. And I would love to hear what you put on your list. See if there are things that are similar or see if there are things that I didn't know that I needed that I could learn from you guys. So make sure that you hit me on the socials and definitely share your list with me. I would love to hear it. And in two days, it will be my birthday. So who knows? Maybe I'll put out another episode on my birthday so that we can celebrate together. But for now, I hope you have a great Monday and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, I'll always love me more.